Time's up. Start the game already! Let's do this. I think it's time to blow this scene. Get everybody in the stuff together. Okay, three, two, one, let's jam. I'm ready! I'm not ready! Welcome, dear listener, to the QQ Cast. Today's Thursday, December 16th, 2021, and we're your hosts, Tom DuPont, Zach Mayer, and Raul Torres. Say, hey, Space Cowboys. See you, Space Cowboys. Something, something, not Cowboy Bebop reference. <laughs> Howdy, partner. <laughs> and this, dear listener, is the QQ review of Netflix Cowboy Bebop one and only season of the live-action show <sighs> canceled already although i might be the only one on this podcast who's sad about that we're gonna find out 20, um, 20 days is how long the show lasted like, record low. I, I don't understand record low it's just the yeah. principle of fail hard fail fast <laughs> in action right uh, okay, dear listener, we're going to do uh, more or less the standard QQ review format. We're going to talk about, um, oh, what's the opening one? Oh, my God, I'm going to have to edit this out. Oh, my God, it's been so long since we've done this. <laughs> Don't edit it out. I'm sure they enjoy us flubbing around. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> we're going to, uh, it's fine, I'll leave that in. I'll leave myself being an, an idiot, an old man whose brain stopped working in. All right, dear listener, we're going to do the standard QQ review format. We're going to start with our preconceptions, what surprised us. Then we're going to get into the meat of it with the good and the bad and wrap up with the verdict. And alas, we will not have predictions because... (laughs) I think we could still do predictions. I have one. Okay, well, maybe we could theorize what season two might have been because apparently it was already partly written. Um, Yeah, uh, gentlemen, you know, before I start, I think, or before we start... I think there's a an elephant in the room I would just like to address, just to get it out of the way, because obviously we're going to compare this to the anime, but I want to just put a disclaimer out there right up front, and I think this is something that even people who really enjoyed the live-action series would still agree with. I think all of us will still agree. The anime is better in just about every conceivable way. In a one-on-one comparison of basically any subject, the anime would be better. Would you guys hey, agree wait, with that? No. Really? How many live action people are in the anime? Zero. There's 100% more warm-blooded people in the real <laughs> show than the anime. <laughs> Technically correct. The best okay. kind. <laughs> I just, I, I feel like one of the show's biggest sins is being compared to the anime, which I think is phenomenal. And actually, I kind of want to rewatch now. Um so despite, you know, slight spoiler, I enjoyed this a lot. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, the anime is better in every way. And so I don't want to belabor that point. It will come up. We will do some discussions. We'll do some comparisons. But I just don't want to belabor it and have to keep saying it over and over and over. So sure. that's my two cents. Sure. And that's Can, fair. Well, I mean, is it? Because how many things have we reviewed and looked at in the past that has been based off of some other medium before? And I don't ever hear us saying like, oh, hey. Everyone knows the book's better. We're not going to compare it to the book. Everyone knows the comic oh, no, book's I, better. It's I am. It's yes. I, uh, I am going to make comparisons to the anime. Absolutely. Again, I just I, I feel like every single thing I say could be prefaced with, "Well, the anime was better," but um, I just kind of want to get that out of the way. That that the whole like, "Is this as good as the anime?" You know, that whole debate. Let's just put it to bed. The anime is better. I mean, but I, I want to talk about I the show on its own I don't want to put that to bed merits. because I think that's. 
I think that mindset is what kind of made it crater, but I think there are maybe a couple of things that I liked a little bit more and liked a little bit less. I mean, I think it's it's the things that it did different, but I mean, we won't get into that, but I think it's unfair to just come out swinging with that. Okay, well, uh, dear listener, this is why the QQ cast is spicy. <laughs> so much more fun when we disagree. All right, well, let's get into it. Uh, preconceptions, gentlemen, we talked about this on the podcast. We watched the trailer on the podcast. Um I'll just go first and get out of the way. I didn't know what the fuck to expect. I had no fucking clue what to expect. Um, What were your preconceptions? You know, I want to say that I went in fresh. I really do. But I think I was biased against it given the (laughs) state of other anime live action shows. Um, I mean, there was a live action Bleach that was just fucking weird avatar death note (laughs) yeah and they're just they're not necessarily bad but they're not good if that makes sense i i guess it's given the trailers i expected it to be good and that's kind of the only preconception that i really had so so i saw the anime i was cautiously optimistic but i think one of the things i'm going to keep leaning into and you're going to hear me repeat over and over and you're probably going to get tired of it but um i didn't know who the audience this was for um because obviously going up against probably what most people consider one of the best animes of all time going to live action that seems like a really bad transition so is it like for the anime-loving folks? Is it for folks who are like, no clue what Cowboy Bebop is and wouldn't even touch anime with a 10-foot pole? I wasn't sure who the audience was going to be for, but, you know, it's it's a series that I liked, so I was going to give it a chance anyways, but had no idea what I was going to get into. Well, you know, it, it's been 20 years since the anime. Uh, over 20 years, actually. So, it's been 20 years since the movie, which came out after the anime. So, um, you know, I, I get the question about the audience here, but... You know, like, I don't think this was, like, you know, fresh. Like, I, it's been almost a quarter of a century. I was ready for some new Bebop adventures. So I think old fans might be able to enjoy it. I think new fans, if they make something cool, could get into it. So I'm not as concerned about who the audience was. Just, again, because it's been so long since we got any Bebop. I was excited to get some new Bebop. It's a universe that's so much fun to live in and play in. Yeah. I definitely agree with that part. Um, It does have a really fun premise and really (laughs) excellent characters i i see what rule's saying though like if you imagined in another uh call it five years we got a remake of the lord of the rings movies and we might ask the same question who is this for did they not like the books enough was the previous (laughs) iteration not good enough and it would maybe be fair to say you know what 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 are you doing who are you making this for and we could have even said that with the first installment of the lord of the rings trilogy movies <laughs> because there had been attempts before the ralph bakchi animated movies are the best movies yeah but i think those movies were answering the question you know what if you gave this uh this franchise the attention that it deserves for the medium of film uh Maybe you could make that argument for the Cowboy Bebop live action. It's like, hey, what if we took this cool idea and just zhuzhed it up a bit? You know, cranked it up a knot, bammed it a little. I, I I don't know. The thing that weirds me out, though, is that this isn't really a, a media change. It's not 
it, it's barely even a format change. We have the same characters in in a lot of respects the same stories, but that was only really part of what was so good about the Cowboy Bebop anime. The animation was good. Mm-hmm. I stylized, sure, and definitely of its time, but good. Well, can I can uh, so... I use that to segue into the what surprised me section? Um, because, uh, like I said, I didn't know what to expect from this, and it is this bizarre like: is it a reimagining? Is it a retelling? It's not quite a rebooting. And actually, um, one of the things I read that I think described it the best used musical terms, which is so appropriate for Cowboy Bebop. They said, "Think of it as a remix." And I was like, "Yeah, that's actually that's really good. This is the Cowboy Bebop remix because it's not rebooting." It's not remaking, it's remixing. Um, and I didn't expect that, and I really like that analogy. Yeah, and I agree with that. I I have thoughts. If we went, are we going to do like an episode by episode sort of Oh, Christ, reflection? no, that would, take, that would take forever. Good, okay. The, um, the thing yeah, well, that was... So what, that was... What's, what surprised you? And then we'll get into good and bad. What surprised you? Uh, I think what surprised me was the first episode was pretty much a shot-for-shot remake of the first episode of the anime. I did not expect that to happen. After the intro, yeah, it's very similar. It was it was eerie and weird. Um, <laughs> it's also going to be... I'm going to bring that up again in the bad, because I was not a fan. But, um, you know, I, I was looking at the trailers, and the enthusiasm that I saw from the cast and from people... Uh, receiving that trailer and it's like okay they've got to be doing something cool with this property and yeah remix would be appropriate and i think that applies uh throughout the rest of the season but that first episode was not what i expected uh in a bad way (laughs) oh see i liked the intro it was fun to me that opening fight in the casino was over the top and enjoyable yeah it was just the same it was a little rougher on the edges for me, too, because I think one of the things I, I, we're just going to kill it for, but I think cause it's because yeah, I'll try to keep this on the rails. Have fun. Um, first episode, what really bugged me is it didn't really feel like anything was in space, like the casino felt so cheap. And just judging from like kind of the cinematography stuff from the beginning, I'm like, I don't know how good this is going to look. Is it going to be like a CGI mess or whatever? But that first scene was kind of eh, and then it does the pull-out scene of, like, I guess we blew our budget on this one thing of, like, you know, <laughs> trying to show all the, the outsides and everything. And I'm like, oh, it's it, it definitely felt like, like, just seeing that scene in a sense was a good indicator for me that this is going to be a mess, but it's going to be a mess with lots of love in it. I think that's the vibe that I got. Yeah. Um, mm. And as, as, like, like... I do think it almost did a disservice to itself by trying to do the shot by shot remake thing because it immediately made you want to compare it to the anime. And that is like that definitely felt like a shooting yourself in the foot type thing because it's it's not going to be the same thing with like yeah. the budget are, that they had into it and everything else. There are else. certain it's, shots that are 100% one for one, like the ending of the first episode where they're in space and the ship gets shot up. Mm. Um yeah, and just to, to plus one, you know, you said it didn't feel like you were in outer space. Uh, something I had in the bad here, one of my notes, is that there's effectively no space battles in the whole series. Like, that actually is the closest thing, I think, to a space battle in the whole fucking series. And so we don't ever get to see, like, Spike's ship, the swordfish, is in a couple of cool shots. But, like, 
never actually gets used or means anything. Uh, phase ship at the end when it shows up is awesome, but um, it, there's just no space battles in this. And, I mean, okay, they didn't have the budget, whatever, it's fine. But, um, you know, as a sci-fi junkie, I like space battles, and there were none. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would have been neat and cool if they did that. It would have been a departure and interesting, which would have been to its credit. Um, I definitely agree with what Raul says. That that first episode felt like your little brother coming in and trying to one-up you <laughs> after you made, or like somebody repeating the joke uh, in a conversation. And it, I guess, was supposed to be a link to the, like, the root, the source material, and maybe a callback, if you could call it that. And it just fell so flat. I didn't watch the next episode for like a week after watching that first one. <laughs> oh, I just had such a different opinion than you guys. I just, I enjoyed all of it. Um, you know, like, well, again, we're blowing the format, but we'll get to an inclusion. Like, I, is this great? Uh, maybe not. Is it better than the anime? Certainly not. But I just had fun with it. I just enjoyed it. Um, again, I think if you throw out preconceptions, I just think it's very enjoyable. But I'm, I'm a sci-fi nerd, and I enjoyed it, which... Uh, Let's let's use that to, to move into the good. Let's actually talk about some good things. Um, the number one thing that I think most online reviewers have praised and the thing that I cannot heap enough praise on is the the main cast. The main cast of John Chow's Spike. Hold on, I have I have their names up here because like, this is so worth saying. Um, uh, Daniela uh, Penita. I'm so bad at names. I'm so sorry. Please Just keep don't going, Tom. I want to hear you screw up the yeah. names. This is good. Um, but no, <laughs> this the, next the, one's going to be fun. What, what's what's Jet's <laughs> name? You. Uh, so Jet actually is what who I want to give the MVP to. Uh, Mustafa Shakir. I think that's how you pronounce it. He was Jet Black channeled through and through. Again, I really liked John Chow. And I thought, despite the fact that Spike's supposed to be like 27 years old, which is kind of stupid, <laughs> and, and, and uh, John Chow's 49, like he, he almost brought like this uh, maturity and this weariness to him that I thought was perfect. And again, um, uh, Daniela... Um, Pineda, Pineda, I'm so bad at names. She was, again, wonderful as Faye Dallantine. People were bitching, oh, she doesn't have the, you know, super cartoonish, you know, body shape or costumes. Like, I just thought the main cast was phenomenal. I loved all of them every minute they were on screen. Again, especially uh, Mustafa, who played Jet. I just, I cannot say how great the main trio was. Um, would you agree? Would you disagree? No, the cast was fantastic. Jet definitely takes MVP. I'm not even going to try and pronounce the names. <laughs> um, I really liked Spike a lot more in this series than I did in the anime, weirdly. Wow. And you, it, it was because in the anime, he's meant to be kind of, not young exactly, but more arrogant and yeah. and kind of jaded and, yeah, arrogant. But uh, in this, he comes off as... Uh, you know, just tired and he's, he's experienced and competent. And Spike was competent in the anime, but you didn't really know or understand why. And it came through a lot better in the live action series, what Spike was all about. Um, and I, I think that's a credit to the, the remix idea. Like, you didn't learn a whole lot about Spike's, you know, dark, sordid past in the anime until well into it. And the movie kind of wrapped it all up and gave a. Uh, a lot more context to his character after the fact but in this you see it kind of sprinkled throughout 
yeah and that flavor is welcome i think for his character so it, the development there was was much better paced yeah we're, we're definitely going to talk about that running b plot throughout uh but before we get there Ruli, um what do you think of the main cast oh yeah no I, I i love the main cast i think that was the biggest selling point for me in the show and i think that was from just like a kind of narrative perspective um how they quickly got along was way different from the anime because I, I could have swore that was like at least like 10 episodes 15 episodes until they were yeah. actually like cool with one another and trusting one another um in this one they're going to a bowling alley and throwing Faye a birthday party and that was just so like so cool to see them vibing that well um and i feel <laughs> yeah. like that's something that was like like when when uh we kind of talk about like like you comparing like the anime to the live action i i felt like at least from the live action perspective, it actually felt like these were people that got along and wanted to be together and wanted to work as a team. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and I, I really like that more compared to the show because, like, I think like it's okay. it's been forever since I've seen the show, but like there was a lot of distrust the whole time. But to be fair, Faye was a little bit more of a uh, con artist in the first one, where she definitely oh, let them definitely. have high and dry a bunch of times. So, um, definitely. Yeah, no, I, I think I think the way the crew melded together was way more fun from a. Um, trying to set up a long-term TV show perspective. Because I think if they immediately threw those three into conflict and tried to do anything, like, you couldn't do that in the first season. So I'm glad that they made the decision to just make them BFFs from the get-go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, definitely. That's great. Uh, so um, let's talk a little bit about um, all the characters in the live-action show. They get into their pasts a lot quicker. In the anime, each of the characters usually has... Um, like, Faye and Jet and Ed only have, like, two episodes each, I think, that are actually about their backstory. Whereas this, they get into all their backstories very quickly and then continue to poke at them as they go. And I enjoyed that. Um, again, whether or not you think the individual episodes of the anime might be better or some of the details might have been better, I liked that we got that continuous engagement with the backstories and the motivations of the characters um, throughout the whole run. And again, we'll get to the whole Spike, uh, Julia, vicious thing uh, in a moment. But um, did you guys like that, you know, uh, that you're getting into Jet's backstory and he has a kid and that keeps coming up? Did you like that, you know, they talk about Faye's past and who stole her her identity and how that keeps coming up? Did you guys like that stuff? I did. I did a lot. Um, one of the best parts of this besides the cast is the pacing. Like, they did a very good job of interweaving not just the uh, stories that they're telling with all the characters together, but their individual like pasts and motivations um a lot of that is implied and sort of alluded to in the anime and it's fine it lends this air of mystery and you sort of want to explore that but you never really get to in uh, until way way later uh the focus is much more on the action of the here and now in this in the longer format that they they took uh you still get all of the meat of what's going on in their their present but you have way more room to play with character development and that was something that i'm pleased to see they took advantage of like just the 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 little format shift that they took from you know the 20 odd minute anime episodes to the hour-long live action uh yeah they they used that time effectively Agreed. So really? I'm I'm a little mixed on that. So, like with with a lot of stories, right? Um, 
the mystery slash headcanon slash just not knowing anything and just going with it makes or breaks some stories. Um, so I think for like different characters, it was interesting. Like I, I, I really dug a lot of the face stuff, like having her mom come in and be a con artist and kind of give you a little bit more background mm-hmm. of like how she kind of got that way after, you know, coming out of cryo sleep with nothing going on. Um, I thought that was cool. Right. But I think with a character like Faye, there was just so much mystery that you got a little bit more, you know, blanks to fill in. You have a little bit more, you're at liberty to do stuff. Jet stuff was pretty much the same thing, and I didn't feel like it was new. The kid thing was a different dynamic, but uh, I mean, other than the last episode, which I haven't finished yet, it didn't really add too, too much other than the plot device of the second episode. Which, but it kind of felt like like the, the same, like it, it felt like leaning into a tropes more than bringing anything new. And um, Spike and company, uh, I, I think... They should have kept things mysterious. Uh, okay, and well, let's, I, I'll I'll leave it at that. Well, let's no. Let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into that. So, um, this is probably the biggest from what I've read on the internet, and you know, cesspool. Uh, this is probably the biggest controversy is the expanded backstory. And admittedly, it was the thing I had the most trepidation about going into the show because, really, Spike's backstory is very obscure in the mm-hmm. original anime, and there's a couple of like two part episodes that really get into it. But they never spend time, like the way that the second last episode in the series is a giant flashback. They never spend time in the past. They never get into a lot of the details of the past. Uh, The show is about the episodic adventures of this crew, and I love it. Um, Whereas this show has the constant running B story of Vicious and Julia. And it's not that I think it was done amazingly well. Uh, It was, you know, fairly typical or generic in terms of storytelling. But uh, it did bring something new and I did think they tied it into the main character's adventures uh, quite well. So on the whole, I actually enjoyed it. Again, I'm not going to praise it, but <laughs> I enjoyed it. And I think it added something that the anime didn't have. And again, this isn't just a shot-for-shot remake of the anime, so new things are okay to me. Um, so while it's middle of the road, again, I enjoyed it. Uh, we'll get into the the actor who played Vicious later. But... Um, yeah, that's that's my two cents. So, uh, really, let's let's break order. You're the one who who wanted to to I, complain about this. Go. <laughs> I hated every moment with Vicious and Julia. <laughs> really, that um, bad? Well, well, because okay, here's the thing: they get the chemistry so well of the Bebop crew, and the chemistry of Spike, Vicious, and Julia is just like I was left scratching my head every single time. Um, just no chemistry between any of them. And I couldn't really figure out, like, like I mean, the plot there aside, but, like, why Julie would want to be with Vicious. You know, I, I could give some leeway of, like, why Spike and Vicious were BFFs, but I don't, it just, it didn't feel... She was this poor nobody who then someone rich and affluent took uh, interest in. Not I mean, simple. I get it. It's simple. I, I, it's simple, but it's also, like, pretty boring and not that exciting. Um, and I think that's that's where it just felt like... Like they're gonna fill in the blanks with paint by number stuff to the point where I'm like, that, I'd rather that's a fair I, way to put it. I would have rather just have them sweep that under the rug and maybe focus on that in season two and just have like a lot of fun chasing bounties. Like do all the things that worked really well in the other episodes, right? Because like that's give me mushroom hunting, give me you know everything <laughs> else that was fun about mushroom the show, um, and and it just it just felt like all the vicious stuff was just filler and 
with shows like this, your season one has to be firing on all cylinders. And I just didn't like any of it. And it was, it was rough. Fair enough. Zach, uh, break the tie. Where are you? Um, <laughs> increasingly in the middle. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I liked that we kind of powered through, and I think that's fair to say, uh, the backstories of the main cast. Like, we got a lot of time with them individually in the episodes as the season went on, and we got a lot of insight into their motivation really fast. Uh, and I think that served to reinforce why they worked so well together. They're all a little broken. They all have their, uh, you know, their flaws and, like I said, their motivations. They uh, are interesting and they have depth. And even if we don't fully, fully explore that depth, we get deep enough to understand at least that they have it. Um, in the anime, Julia and Vicious are these mysterious semi-antagonist, well, or explicitly antagonist characters if they're mentioned at all. Um, and if you're going to have that, I can sort of understand the reason why showrunners would want to spend time with them as well to flesh them out in similar ways and you're not wrong really like it's basic he said paint by numbers filler uh that's 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 fairly accurate but the alternative would be to treat julia as just a damsel in distress and vicious as an unrepentant monster with exactly one motivation which is to be evil so, i would I is would that love that better? so much more. Cause, cause, <laughs> I... okay, because because the alternative in the show is Vicious looks goofy. That first shot that I saw him, I'm like, this guy does not look intimidating at all. It, yeah, was like, it, it was cartoonish over the top. And God, I hate that wig. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it wasn't like, I, I feel like it's like a lot of the stuff that they did on the show basically took a lot of venom out of that character. Um, Like in the... In the anime, he was, like, a force to be reckoned with, like, someone who could go toe-to-toe with Spike. And honestly, like, other than him being, like, having plot armor slash daddy armor, it didn't really feel like at any point in time that, like, he could go toe-to-toe with Spike. Like, I would, I, like, through the whole thing, I felt like Spike would just, like, run over him. Um, Again, haven't finished the last episode, I don't know if there's anything to change that yet, but, like... Not really. It, it didn't, it, like, nothing in the show at all, other than him being like, I'm in a position of control to, like, shoot people in the face. Like, it didn't really, like, he was, like, incompetent, not very good at doing anything. Like, they didn't make anything to make him look like a badass where I felt yeah. Spike was in danger. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't care for Vicious either. Not that the actor is bad. He, uh, I, I think he's done other stuff where he's really good. But in, in this role and the way he was written and the way... The, the terrible wig. Uh, yeah, I didn't care for Vicious pretty much at all. Uh, Julia I mean, was great. The uh, nightclub characters were great. Loved all that stuff, but um, yeah. I mean, if I had Denethor for a dad, I'm not sure how competent I'd be. Oh, man, I know. His like whole role in life is just to play evil dads. <laughs> uh, he was great. I loved I loved Evil Daddy. Um, yeah, no. Cause it it's it really felt like like again like season one not feel like like not being able to feel out a character like there were times where like is vicious like comic relief like I really <laughs> liked the line where he was like oh what are you gonna do with all these these people oh well we're gonna put them in the best hotels we're gonna still give them you know money until we can start working again and he's like no just kidding we're gonna kill them so I'm like 
I, I mean, I get that it does the the I'm a soulless murderer pr- person thing, but I'm like, is he like, is the wig a joke? I'm like, is he joke? Like, I don't know. Like, it's I couldn't tell what his goal as in the the story was, and it just it's it's messy. Yeah. yeah. Well, he so didn't really grow his beard throughout this entire endeavor. No, not remotely. <laughs> so, um, Ruli, you haven't actually seen the ending, but have you seen the spoilers on the internet for the quote unquote twist ending? Um, the only thing that I know is because it was literally all over social media the next day. Yeah. Um, was Ed was at the end in the end asking Spike to go chase someone well, there, down? Yeah, there's there's two air quotes twists. So Ed showing up is almost a cameo in the the closing scene, but then there's the twist. Are you not familiar with this? Uh, tell me it. I, I've seen the anime. I don't care. It, it's, it's not coming back. So okay. Well, because this is like in terms of the conversation, this is we're perfect, perfectly segueing into it. So the big twist at the end is that in the classic cathedral scene, which isn't even the end of the series, it's actually in the middle of the series, in the classic cathedral scene, um, uh, Spike um, is supposed to, you know, set off a grenade to blow up Vicious. But in this in this version, Julia shows up, saves Spike, and then shoots him, shoots Spike, and plans to take over the syndicate and run it. So she becomes evil. That's the big twist. Um, okay. I mean, that gives her more, way more um, character development than I thought. But I guess there were clues to that with uh, how she was doing a lot of the behind the scenes negotiating and wanting him dead and yeah. everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. So, yeah, no, you, you just articulated exactly my thoughts on the subject, which is, again, this is different than the anime. And that's fine because Julia really wasn't a character in the anime. She's literally only in it for for a, a quarter of an episode, the whole fucking anime. Um, so she's really not even a character. And in this, they made her into a character. She's, she's in the car, yeah. and drives away, right? And then, yeah. in the end of in the end of this, they do a twist where I think it would have been really cool to see how that impacted season two. So I was totally fine with the twist. I don't like people were pissed, but again, like it's not the anime, and that's fucking fine i was totally okay with it i would genuinely have liked to see how they use it um and, and actually now that you say that i'm, I'm kind of bummed out that i didn't wait for it because that's a pretty big deal but also i like it from a narrative perspective because i'm like i again like not seeing the chemistry between any of them like it's probably better that now it makes sense with the lack of chemistry because she's gonna betray them and do whatever the hell she wants that makes sense see there you go okay so okay. zach yeah what was your thought on the quote-unquote twist i really appreciated it like you said julia wasn't a character in the original series and it was nice to see that uh she was being treated as an autonomous individual in this like definitely one who was you know scared and had been spent a good chunk of her life being controlled by others whether that was coercion or you know violence mm-hmm. uh sort of shake that off and be like you know what fuck it i'm my own person and i've got nothing to lose let's let's do this thing uh i think that if we ever did get a season two she could have developed a lot more uh and maybe it would have been more sort of paint by mum numbers archetypes um so wait does, does she kill but, vicious or shoot spike i wasn't sure that wasn't she, sure well that. she shoots vicious it keeps him alive to save spike and then she okay. when spike's like I, you know i love you let's run away she's like no you made me you left me with him why would you have done that and so she fucking yeah. shoots him out of the cathedral and then she locks up vicious and takes control of the syndicate okay yeah oh yeah, man. good because yeah because I, I, I think i think that would be the only way to really just like sever ties from the original series and now like now it's going to be like um 
Do you guys ever get into Supernatural? Nope. Mm, not really. I just I just wanted it to go like the supernatural direction in the sense of like we're gonna fight a monster of the week. We're gonna go after vampires. We're gonna go after werewolves, and just like who, which bounty of the week are we going after? Because uh, I, I honestly like, other than the first two episodes, there wasn't really a lot of bounty hunting, was there? Not as much. I, no. Again, another example of where I'm like, look, I, I loved all the adventures and bounties they went on in the anime, and they didn't quite do that as much in the live action. Um, mostly because it was half the number of episodes, and they were twice as long, so they were just trying to, you know, do more stuff in the background. But, um, yeah, no, they, they just, let's have the crew go off on a bounty is the highlight of both series, really. Yeah, I mean, they definitely were highlights, but in fairness, even in the anime, there was a lot of stuff going on besides the bounties. And even in episodes where they had a bounty that they were chasing, they were often, if not always, distracted by other stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't mean to oversimplify so, it, but yes. like... Yeah, I, I get it. It would be cool if they were, like, you know, going on jobs and playing detective agency. That would be fun. And they do that a little bit in both of these. But maybe not nearly enough for anybody's taste. More of that would be cool. But it, it's not like it's a big departure that they didn't. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, um, so... Um, sorry, go ahead. The, the last things I have in my good category... Uh, which is kind of spoilers for my opinions on them, is I want to talk a bit about some of the production value, uh, the sets or lighting or costumes or choreography. Um, uh, would you guys like to talk about any of those things or is this the wrong section? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Uh, yeah, I, I I could get into some of that. Yeah, sure. So, um, okay, let's start with uh, the sets and the lighting. I, I like that the series tried to be very stylish. Um, I think really it had two modes. The indoor sets I thought looked great, and generally were very stylish and well-lit and fun. And some of the outdoor sets, frankly, kind of looked a little bit cheap, but um, not not too bad. So a uh, bit of a mixed bag, but overall very positive from me. Um, what uh, what was your take on the, the set design? I actually really liked the outdoor sets. And part of the reason <laughs> was because they looked cheap. <laughs> you got to remember, they're on like artificial habitats almost all the time. And they're in a world that they have vigilante bounty hunters running around with guns chasing people down. <laughs> uh, this is not the shiny, you know, pristine future that other franchises and properties imagine. This is kind of dirty, kind of grungy, and kind of, well, cheap. A lot of the show is the fact that the future is kind of cheap. They have fast food advertisements in space. <laughs> Um, the outdoor sets kind of just were consistent with that theme, I think. Like, yeah, you're under, you're under sky domes and the lighting looks weird because you're in an artificial environment. Uh, I, I think if they saved money on it, they didn't save money by going cheap for the show's sake. They did it because it was consistent with the setting. Ruli, your yeah. thoughts? Um, I agree with most of the outdoor set stuff and uh third episode the dog star swing mm -hmm. what was interesting to me I, and, I, and it was like kind of like i'm third episode still trying to get a feeling for the show was kind of like i mean was cow well, target audience for cowboy bebop maybe teenagers i would say 
uh, ish. Yeah, anyone who um, either grew up with the show and is nostalgic, or yes, um, yeah. But we're like kind of kind of diving into the uh, the Betty's top, Betty's bottom, uh, whatever you want to call them. Um, those that was really interesting because I wasn't sure. It's like, is the show going to go a little bit more adult orientated or not? But like, just like between the sets and the the kind of like the concepts of you know having prostitutes with the uh what is it, the harry potter magic of looking like someone else like oh, that whole like kind of like sets you know the the, the final sc- shot with him in between like the uh the pinup girl type thing like all that stuff like had really cool stuff where i was thinking like okay maybe they're gonna maybe go a little bit more adulty and you know a couple of things are trying to at least they're, they're getting their their leggings and they're trying to footings i guess i'm stuck in prostitute world leggings <laughs> uh, getting their footing and like they're trying to come up with like some of their their own iconic shots, but also kind of paying homage to, you know, some of the, the fights with the, uh, I forget the name of the dude with the, the big Afro, but like that, that, that fight, which was, I think most people's, yeah, Hakeem's like, like that's, that's one of the ones that people kind of point out as like, that was like the, the turning point of the anime where like, Hey, this is really like going to be focusing on action and stuff like that. So it was, it was interesting, like paying homage and, and making sure that that stuff was there, but also kind of going on their own direction via the sets and other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, I really loved that rooftop fight. Um, I have issues with a lot of the other choreography, but that rooftop fight was great. The way that it ended up was fantastic. And the ultimate resolution with Hakeem was <laughs> honestly one of the most cowboy bebop things in that <laughs> series. Yeah, very different than the anime, but enjoyable and funny. And it I captured adorable. the spirit yeah. really well. So. Um, yeah, no, no, I think, no fault. I there. think that was my, my favorite episode because it was like enough new stuff and enough old stuff to keep me entertained. And I was like, okay, yeah. this is, this is going to be good. Nice. All right. Yeah, well, um, the thing with the doll was fun. <laughs> that was funny for me throughout the whole thing. Um, all right. So, uh, costume design, uh, I enjoyed all of it. I thought it was fine. A lot of people have been bitching about this. Like, oh, Faye's costume is different. Like, you know, she still had, she had multiple costumes and sometimes she still had the, uh, the thigh-high nylons. Um, the spike was fine. I mean, like, people were playing as cosplay-ish. And I was like, eh, it's fine. I, I I don't know. I was fine with all the costumes. I wasn't bothered with one exception, which I'll get into at the end. Um, yeah. I don't know. What do y'all think? Jets was the best. But yeah. Just Jet is the best in general. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Jet was fantastic. I didn't mind Faye at all. I knew it was going to be different because you have a real human woman playing <laughs> right? an anime character. Of course, it's going to be, you know, more normal proportions. And uh, yeah, that's fine. Spike had to look like Spike. So I forgive the flair that he had. And I can understand the criticisms of people looking like, yeah, he looks a little out of place. He kind of does uh but it's not so overtly out of place that i can't just kind of squint my eyes a little bit and look past it so and he's just so much more he's so much fun besides that that you can forgive a lot Mm -hmm. really you good um thoughts i have is is it really hard to do like i haven't seen it done well like in the sense of like living in the future, futuristic styles, people with cybernetics, 
and also like random flamboyant character that goes over the top. Like, like maybe Fifth Element, which we've kind of praised a lot, comes close to that vibe. Yeah, yeah that was exactly but, what was going through my head when you were talking. But it's like even even Fifth Element kind of does feel weird every now and then because you've got a lot of people that are like very normcore, look like they could have been dropped in you know 1990s, 2000, whatever. And they'd be there. And then you've got, you know, random people with over-the-top stuff going on, face paint and all this other stuff. So <laughs> it's it's kind of hard to figure out, like, where that vibe is with, like, within social norms, futurist type thing. But it's, I feel like it's, that what's kind of, like, added to the weirdness of the, because I think a lot of people said, like, this looks like a college humor skit. And I totally get that vibe because it does look like a college humor skit. Not, not bad or anything, but it's just, I don't know how much of that cinematography was to kind of, like, have the stylized characters when you need them, but then all the normal folks look kind of weird. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess an issue of commitment, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't mind the the stu- the parts that are out of place, especially in the the main sort of the orbit of the main cast, uh, because we're dealing with a series that aired in the late nineties. Mm-hmm. And this is the late 90s version or vision of what the future aesthetic could be, right? Yeah. Um, and it's also an anime, which makes no sense in the best of times. <laughs> so you're 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 coming from a weird sort yeah. of place stylistically, and that's that's fine. But your your point about like the people in the background, and uh, yeah, they they don't quite look like they fit in. And it gives you this kind of visual frisson, almost, or it's just like, mm-hmm. eh, everything's cool and all, but not quite right, and I don't know what you could have changed, yeah, realistically. It, it, it's like, like one of those things where it's just like, was Pike really that hard to find? Because he definitely sticks out of the crowd. <laughs> oh, yeah. that, that was also, uh, that was going to be something I mentioned in the battles let's get out of the way now, is like, there's a handful of just plot-convenient moments throughout the series where, like, people just find the main cast like the mom just shows up or like the bounty hunter <laughs> just shows up or the guy in the restroom just it's like if they're this fucking easy to find like how come yeah, fish just can't just that's every every show take a step them. back real quick um a for effort because i like it's hard to execute which is why i think a lot of like futuristic stuff just go grim dark it just like let's let's turn up the greens and the grays real high and make everyone dusty and grease greasy and whatever so a for effort execution's hard so, like I said, I don't think I've seen anyone do it well. So, okay. Uh, last thing I wanted to mention in the good is um, the fight choreography. I just had fun with it. This John Wick. This is not. Let's be fucking clear. But uh, I was always entertained with the fights. Like one of my favorite fights. This is so stupid. Is uh, when uh, Jet is at Kimi's um, dance dance thing for her school, and in the background, you just keep cutting to mm-hmm. John Chow fighting people in the background. I I just. Loved it for some bizarre reason. And uh, I don't know. Whenever people were fighting on screen, I was having a great time. Feel free to disagree. I was going to point to that one in particular as well, because that was a lot of fun. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, there is a scene. I think it might have been the second of the last episode. Maybe it was the last episode um, where Vicious overthrows the the syndicate. Uh, Is that the third to last episode, actually? Is it? Ish, yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, okay. Somewhere, just, just somewhere towards the whatever, end. Whatever, go on. Yeah, it, it, it was getting getting towards the end, so I'm not sure. It, it's fog of war, what Ruli's seen or not. <laughs> There's only one thing in the last episode that I don't want to spoil for you. Uh, but anyway, when Vicious was was taking on the council and they had the the like triple double cross. <laughs> 
Uh, and he just he comes out swinging, and he has one of those uh, big fights. And that's the only time that you see Vicious as anything close to competent is when he's just enraged murder mode. Yeah, I agree. And it's it's his namesake, so I I give it to him. But uh, that was fun. The other one that was fun, I only wish that it had been a little bit better, is they almost they got so close to doing one of the uh, the hallway fights, where I, and I, it was a flashback. Uh, oh by, yeah, I think, I think that was the, the third to last, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When he takes out like that syndicate in one fight. That was cool. It yeah. wasn't as good as mm-hmm. the. The Daredevil hallway fights, but it was very again. It was good. Ah oh, man, I, I I forgive them for not doing that because it's <laughs> almost a cliche. But ah, oh, I, I kind of wanted it as soon as it started it, <laughs> and it was still a cool fight. And he he was uh, fantastic through all of it, and just the ending of the fight where he opens that last door and it's the the girl with the groceries and he tells her to run. Yeah. Dark mm-hmm. the gunshot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dark, 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 dark. Just chef's, chef's kiss, honestly. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was that was one of the few times that I had a legit emotional reaction to the show. Um, well, was, you know, that was, was, that really, was rough because really it, it, it makes you question Spike as a whole. Like, I like this guy, but he's he's pretty messed up. Yeah. Um, I, I put the action in, like, solid middle ground. It's definitely has like the u.s cuts in the sense of like i'm gonna punch you and it's gonna cut over this way and i mean it's the the um the world of action movies is in such a such a weird place because you've got like super high like stylized stuff like john wick um you've got like a lot of the like the raid um the other one on netflix the night comes for us where just like you kind of go for that more realistic but brutal combat and it's kind of hard to make something that's kind of like in the middle so well, this is right. this is a series on a budget, and so a lot of the complaints yeah. that I've had have to do with it's trying to live within its budget. I think that includes the fight choreography. But again, I was still entertained. I was having fun. It's not John Wick. It's fine. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, um, and, I, and I was a little worried with the first fight because, like, whatever they're on the hot sauce or whatever it is, the red eye, that one looked kind of eh. Yeah. Um, so I was a little worried with the first episode, but yeah, like the uh, the rooftop fight was pretty cool. Um, of the killing the syndicate one was pretty cool um and like the one i i still don't know where i'm on this episode the uh the binary two-step one where he was just constantly getting the fights with the uh, syndicate in the digital world there are some cool 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 scenes in there yeah. i think that that one gives some credit to that it was an okay episode but that's another example of like the landis episode dr landis episode in the anime was so much significantly better um, but that wasn't the point of that episode. The point of that episode was to show him and his connection to Julia. So, yeah, um, yeah apples to oranges. Okay, well, cool, uh, guys. We are we are running uh, we're running a little long here. Let's keep on trucking. That brings us to the bad. Um, and we've already addressed. This is actually going to be pretty short for me because we've already addressed the no space battles. We've addressed the plot jumps. We've addressed vicious wig. So I pretty much only have two other things to say here. The first, and this is this came up all throughout the internet. And I'm putting it in the bad category, although I didn't, it didn't bother me. This show is obsessed with Dutch fucking camera angles. Fucking obsessed with Dutch camera angles. Oh my <laughs> god, guys, get a trip. Why is the camera tilted? Are you drunk? Like, it didn't bother me, but dear god, it's a legitimate criticism. Yeah. I, I still, I still haven't, as much as I consider myself a new movie nerd, I, 
I don't pick up on those things yet. I, I focus more on other stuff. So I, I didn't pick up on it. I, I think you're being a little too technical, but I'll, I'll give you that yeah, one. They were everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's fine to have a theme and it's fine to have a style, but making it your whole personality is maybe a little bit much. Uh, and, you know, on that note, I notice every time there's a Wilhelm scream. <laughs> but uh that's that's more funny than anything the um the thing that i really i really hated the first episode honestly boy you made that clear yeah <laughs> one of the reasons that i hated it though was the fight choreography it could have been so much cooler yeah. and it was just such a missed opportunity in that whole scene in the casino to show spike being spike there's a there's a scene in the anime and it's not from that episode it's from you know two or three down the line where he's uh fighting a woman with a broom handle and he's just so like effortless about it he's flowing mm-hmm. like water floating like a butterfly um and it's really it's it's honestly a lot of high kicks some of the so, animated fights in Cowboy Bebop are really I'm not an anime uh, carnosaur aficionado, but some of the animated fights in Bebop are truly fantastic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There were opportunities to have Spike's choreography really reflect the confidence that Spike fights with that I feel like were missed in that first episode. And for a debut, it fell so flat that I was pissed. <laughs> yeah, like, legit like, pissed. Especially when you talk about like the shot for shot stuff, like um, what is in that first episode where he has the, uh, I always get the different thing wrong. I should totally do it. Like the poncho sombrero type thing yes. going on. And then he starts fighting from there. Like that's such a good oh, yeah. he scene. Flip, he flips and, over the uh, table and picks it up and the guy punches through the table. So then Spike throws the poncho at him off his head and then is finally in a fight pose ready to fight. Oh, it's, oh my God, it's an amazing fight scene. Yeah. No, just no, no shade. I think that there were definitely places where spike did well and was competent and you know was fun to watch on screen uh in the live action but man i wanted more and it could have been better it's just such a missed opportunity well is there anything else you guys like to call out in the bad i have one last thing go ahead i have like the ultimate sin that i hated about this show Uh, uh oh this is it the penultimate moment dear listener so Remember I was saying, like, I don't know who the audience is for? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going crazy hearing songs from the original soundtrack completely out of place and not, like, syncing well with the current show. Um, I saw a lot of people say, like, basically say it, it's just like, it's like someone who's never seen Cowboy Bebop just playing random songs, whatever they <laughs> thought they had to, just because it, it fits in. And I think that, like, that just killed it so much for me at random points, because I'm like, everything's going well. And then let's just, like random stray dog strut thing which i really associate with like certain scenes of like oh he's searching the city this is like the yeah. you know whatever detective well, and, and, and usually stuff. like each episode is named after a type of music and usually that type of music is in the episode and that wasn't <laughs> exactly the case here where it was in the anime um, yeah, and, and, so and the, the right. music is such a like mission critical thing to the success of yeah. the anime well, what's that the second it, word in the title bebop yeah, yes it, it it felt like such an afterthought every single episode. It was really, really annoying. Yeah. And what I was really looking forward to, I'm like, okay, if the show sucks, at least we're going to get new, like, Yoko Yoko Kano stuff. No, it's just completely and, reused soundtrack. 
And no, but I think like there, I, I haven't listened to like the actual soundtrack, but I think there's new stuff. But I think that, like for me, it was just like, I didn't notice it. I, I didn't notice it. And I think that was such a disservice to like, if you're trying to at least do something new, then at least try to at least have some big scene where it has like the super jazzy fast paced stuff to its own fight choreography scene and make it make it cool like make it where just like there's what, at least one musical scene that I'm going to remember from season one and it just didn't have that and I yeah. feel like like that 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 for me was like one of the bigger indicators of like I don't think they know who this is for uh, yeah. because everything just it just was so jarring and it just sucked yeah. You know, I, I think you're right. I originally wasn't even going to mention the soundtrack in this because my thought was, well, it's the exact same soundtrack from Anna, which I liked. But yes, that is not either used as well or it doesn't appear as strongly. But I think I think you're right. I think it not that the soundtrack goes in the negative, but the use of it goes in the negative. I, I think that's a fair criticism. No, for sure. And you're not wrong. There is new stuff sprinkled in there, but it's so diluted that it's hard to pick out. Um and you actually reminded me one of the things that annoyed me at the end of every episode uh, in the anime real folk blues was like a palate cleanser and the <laughs> yeah. the dessert that you got for uh you know having a great meal it was in one episode i think in the outro i think two but yeah Maybe no two. i noticed that too yeah and i just i missed it every time and there was usually something that was kind of okay but i was just like i'm still waiting for my dessert <laughs> <laughs> oh that's that's fair uh okay well my uh my final criticism is we talked about vicious's wig but um <laughs> and i i loved the tease of radical ed sending a, a text message to jet at one point or hint to jet but oh my god those last 20 seconds where ed shows up that was the worst most annoying cosplay performance i may have ever seen in my life <laughs> i loathed it and the only literally only thing when the cancellation was announced that i was like well at least i won't have to see that version of edward <laughs> i oh i'm so sorry whoever that, that actress no, it's, is it's i'm so sorry it was terrible because like i i think it was within the first like 24 hours that like i saw a bunch of folks saying like it's it's so unfortunate that the like the way like people are talking about cowboy bebop is literally the last 20 seconds of it being so horrible it was so bad i don't like yeah. Ed should have been more, so much more subdued. The costume was so terrible. I just, oh, it was so terrible. Whew. Yeah. The, Ed got the show canceled as my head cannon. But <laughs> um, yeah, no, there were, there were so many better ways to approach Ed as a character. She's so overdone. He, they, uh, they're so overdone. It's actually she. In, Edward's a girl. Is she? Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, you never want to assume. <laughs> the character in the anime was so it was such a caricature to begin with that there's mm -hmm. no reason that you could have taken that as maybe inspiration and say oh eccentric sure absolutely but there's lots of ways to do eccentric without making it just a farce it was a farce oh, I, uh, i'm sorry mm. Mm. oh okay well that's all i had for the bad i'm ready to go to the verdict uh zach did you have anything last that's thoughts you want to throw into the bad or, or anything else before we get there i don't regret that the show was canceled oh it hurts it hurts oh. all right well that that brings us into the wait, verdict wait, can, can, I, can i do one more thing oh yeah um, go ahead i it's really good i still like i really really dug the character building really the sense of like um 
Spike and Faye comparing battle wounds. I loved that scene so much. Like, oh. so much where, like, so much where, like, the biggest bounty that they could probably ever get, and they were just talking about stuff. It's just, like, little scenes like that that, like, I felt really did a good job to build up the series. And, like, those are the things that I'm going to miss of, like, all the potential of that. Because, like, those those, yeah. those little little in-between parts were so good. And, I, was al- I was also yeah. laughing at the shower and, bath shower in that episode. Yeah, that was also and, great. It's, <laughs> and it's stuff that, like, because like, you were saying, like, you can't compare it to the enemy. But, like, I, I, I definitely think that the show does such a good job of making the three of them likable and you wanting to yep. see, like, you want to be a fly in the wall while they're on the ship yep. compared to the show. Because of, like, it's... They, Spike was grumpy, Jet was drunky, grumpy, <laughs> Jet, I mean, Faye was like, whatever, I don't want to be here. Like, it, th- at the end, they were cool, but it's, you never got that through the whole show. And yeah. I, th- I think that was something that's different that definitely brought something. No, that's totally, to more that's totally fair. The main cast is so good. Their chemistry is so good. I just, yeah, I just want to see them on camera. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Spike and Faye's relationship was my favorite two character, my favorite duo. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to kill her a little bit. A little bit. bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dear listener, that brings us to the verdict. The QQ review score is very simple. Uh, two Qs means we didn't like it. We are going to QQ about it. One Q means, eh, it's fine, whatever. You might forget about it. Who cares? And zero Qs is, look, nothing's perfect, but we really like this, and we think you will too. Gentlemen, who's going to who's gonna throw a curveball here? Who's going to do something unpredictable? Zach? Do we ever do that? <laughs> no. Zach, I think I know what yours is going to be. What's yours, Zach? I... We only have a three-part scale, so I'm going to QQ. I knew it. Mr. I'm so happy it got canceled. Yeah. It's just the first episode was so disappointing that I couldn't watch the rest of the show for like a week. And it did get better in the middle, but the ending, it was a shit sandwich. Um, <laughs> it's just the bread was made of, of cow droppings. Uh, I, I don't know. I am disappointed in so much of it and as much as there were instances that i liked and i really appreciated like we've said the cast um and the way that they interwove the backstories with the current action (sighs) there were just way too many missed opportunities way too many things that were weird out of place and awkward that didn't need to be that i just I, I wouldn't be excited for a season two, and I am really kind of just happy to put it to bed. Oh, there's so enough There's enough there that I could see recommending it to a very niche few people. And so, like, we only have the three-point scale to work with. If I could put it somewhere <laughs> between a QQ and a Q, I might, nope. but nope. just... If I had to pick one, it's a QQ. That is not how this works. All right, Ruli, what do you think? One right in the middle. Like there's, there's, there's so much potential, but it's, it didn't fire on on all cylinders. And I think in the competitive Netflix world, where I'm thinking of like one of the few shows that I saw recently was like, what is it, Squid Games or something? I could not put that show down. And like this one, I'm like, I saw an episode. I'm like, I'll come back to it. I didn't even want to finish it once I heard it was canceled. It's, it's it was hard to come Aww. back to. There's there's Aww. good stuff in it. It's but you got to sift through it. And like I said, I I I don't know who to recommend it to. I I wouldn't recommend yeah. it to fans. I wouldn't recommend it to new folks. It's it's the way I was like thinking of how to describe this this uh, show is basically. Um, oh shit! I just forgot the name of it. Um, Josh Whedon sci-fi one. Firefly. Not, Firefly. Fi- yeah, Firefly for a new generation. A show oh. that had a lot of potentials. You're making me love downs. it even more now. 
And yeah, but it just it just got killed in its prime. Who knows what will happen next? Yeah. Well, um, uh, believe it or not, shocking. Uh, I'm with Ruli on the one cue. Uh, again, I I thoroughly enjoyed the show. Uh, it has flaws, and we talked a bunch about the flaws, and it's not perfect, and its production values weren't super, weren't stellar, but I enjoyed it, and I wanted to see another season. I love science fiction, and this was a fun, uh, quirky sci-fi in a world that's just fun to live in, so I had a good time. It was enjoyable. You can think of it as the B-movie of, of science fiction Netflix shows, and fine, that's all I needed it to be. I liked it. I wanted to see season two wrap up with... Uh, with, you know, Julia as the bad guy and see where it went as they remix more episodes. I was happy. Um, but it's still a cue. It's still a cue. It ain't perfect. I don't think it always succeeds at being what it wants to be. But yeah, that's that. Do, so, do, uh, we have, do you have any time for any, like, the, the meta conversation about the show? Uh, sure. I was going to wrap with the, um, uh, what would you call it? Yes, predictions. Thank you. I am so happy <laughs> practice. Uh, okay. So just real quick, if we want to knock that out, um... Zach, did you have a theory I think you were saying earlier? I, I have one prediction, and it's that Netflix probably won't pick this up. <laughs> not Netflix. Amazon probably won't pick this up. Uh, possibly not. I don't know. I mean, they do love sticking it to Amazon so, or Netflix, so maybe. Um, so one I of my theories... inflated the two at this yeah, point. I know, right? One of my so theories was just that... Um, at the very end, Ed's like, you know, oh, you know, Spike, I need to help us, or, you know, people are going to die. I actually wonder if they were setting up the, basically, events from the movie, where there's a plot where um, the main bad guy from the movie is going to, like, kill entire cities of people. So I actually kind of wondered if they were hinting at getting into the Cowboy Bebop film. But that's a long shot anyway. I don't have any other speculation. So uh, that was it. Really, did you did you have any... You didn't, you didn't finish the thing, well, so I don't think you'd be well, I, I, okay, I can use my prediction to segue into my meta conversation Go for question it. for you Perfect. all. Perfect. Do it. Um, I think how Netflix treated the Cowboy Bebop series will make folks more hesitant to watch things rather than get people interested in things. Um, and I say that because like, I still fall back on like 20 freaking days. Like, How can you make a decision to cancel something, especially in a season one? Metrics. Um, I, I get metrics, but also like from the, I guess the perspective of like, how do you gain any type of like momentum? I get it was bad, but I, I guess it's like, like the, a lot of the, I hate going to the Amazon analogy, but a lot of like the long tail theory of like, you're going to get some amount of, uh, folks interested over time. And if the metric is they were trying to get all the folks that like Cowboy Bebop beforehand, I don't know, it just, it just seems like kind of weird, and it makes me kind of like hesitant to be like, I don't want to watch any Netflix shows until there's a second or third season, because they're going to pull the rug out from under you if you enjoy something. Well, it, it just that, that's why I never got into a lot of like long-running TV series like Dexter Game of Thrones. I was like, yeah, this won't end well, I'll bet you money, and sure enough, it didn't. Yeah, and, and, and I'm so conflicted, though, because like they definitely do take risk in the sense of um, some other show that I'm just like absolutely in love with, um, Maya and the Three... It's oh, yeah. um, it is, that. it is so good, and so I'm good. like, and um, it's 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 they, I think what worked for it is like you know it's only a season, it has a beginning and an ending, it worked out very well, um, so it's, it's like I'm so conflicted where it's just like I want to give Netflix my metrics to make things that I like, but also I'm like if my metrics don't count for things that I want to see yeah. more of, then why watch it? So it's well, it's really weird. It, it it's I don't think it's gonna completely change my viewing habits, but it does kind of suck knowing that. 
you're going to start something. Like, I didn't even finish it. Like, I did not have enough time to finish season one and it got canceled. That is, like, blows my mind. Which, I mean, that's that's why self-contained seasons or series, especially like the stuff that the BBC does a lot, are are so much more ideal because... You know, the writers know where they're going, they do their thing, and you get to go for the complete ride and not have to worry about how they're going to drag it out or how they're going to reboot it when they lose a character. You just get a contained story. It goes both ways so badly because I don't think anyone's going to love Squid Game Season 2. Like, I think it's not going to capture the magic that the first one did. Was it supposed to even have a Season 2? I I got the impression that was a, like, you know, we were making one, we put it all in, and then it was successful. It leaves it open. It leaves it open, but I don't think that they realized that they captured lightning in a bottle and it was going to be a worldwide no, sensation. No, no one knew that, Jesus. No yeah. one knew that. And it's, and it's just so weird, right? Because it's just like, how do you, as a artist, create stories that wrap up really nice because you don't know if you're going to get a season two, but also like, I don't want to have anything big enough to flush out a real world and have maybe like, like maybe two or three seasons. Like it doesn't have to be like 20 seasons or whatever, but it just, it's... Mm-hmm. It's just really weird of like how we want to have like these these structural narratives. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and I think a lot of that is down to the format. Like, and I mean the show running format. We got all of Cowboy Bebop all at once. You could binge it immediately. And Mm -hmm. the opportunity to get feedback on it was really, really narrow. Whereas with a show that releases weekly, you can do a mid-season check-in and see how things are going and decide halfway through if you want to keep renewing. At that point, you might have time to change the course of the last episode or two and wrap things up. Yeah. not saying that that is definitely the way that it works or that it you know, has ever worked that way, <laughs> but it could. You leave yourself opportunities to do that if you, if you spread out your production cycle and release as you go. So I'm I, uh... not saying that I like the idea as a consumer <laughs> of that because I really love binging <laughs> but I get it. I get why you would want to do that. So I, I listened to an interview with the um, one of the showrunners of Disenchantment is Josh Weinstein. And he did an interview on the Talking Simpsons podcast where he said how weird it was where they would make an entire season before they got any feedback. And like the, ne- the season two was already in pre-production before they got any feedback because they just drop it and everyone would binge it. And what a weird and different experience that was compared to his time working on The Simpsons or Futurama. Um, so that's just the world we live in now. It's It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it is and it isn't at the same time because you've got like all the Disney Plus shows drop in what weekly? Yeah, and so Paramount Plus. Yeah, but those are all completed the before they air. They're not doing the television thing of we're filming as we go through the series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Witcher tomorrow. I think we get the whole season at once. Uh, yes, we do because it's Netflix. Oh, and Raul, you brought up Firefly. Did you mm-hmm. did you hear the news? No. Firefly is getting a reboot on Disney Plus. Really. Yeah. Well, shit, I'm interested. God damn it. it. I mean, at at the shit show we just saw, I'm like, I don't care. There are two things you should know. The first and arguably more important is Joss Whedon's not a part of it, which you could take as a good or bad because he's kind of a piece of shit. Uh, The second is that they are allegedly gearing it toward a more family audience. What? Yeah, so this isn't like the borderline are pg-13 it's like take take everything Firefly. that that the new cowboy bebop failed on and learn yeah. from that in oh, there. Okay, there you go <laughs> they're 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 probably well i say probably they're if they have inara as a character they're going to adjust the conception of companions probably <laughs> it is disney after all 
I don't know. Um, they do some risque stuff on Mando, so I don't know. Sure. I think they'll go I'll yeah, go with it. I, I, I think that there is still enough room in that world, in that setting, in those characters to have fun with it, but it's not going to be the same. So adjust your expectations mm-hmm. accordingly. Oh, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, just one quick note before we wrap up, because we're doing other other news for uh, movies. Uh, Dennis Felanueve, the uh, guy who just did Dune, is going to make part two and did, um, you know, Sicario and um, Arrival. Uh, he announced what his next project is going to be. It's one of my favorite ancient books that no one has ever read, uh, Rendezvous with Rama. So I am stoked that motherfucker is going to make that. That's so wonderful. Uh, I'm sure the, you guys have no idea what What's the three-sentence synopsis of that? Uh, it's hard sci-fi where humans detect a giant, like, air quotes, ship, giant cylinder flying through our solar system, so they go to intercept it and just see what's on it. Um, and it's really more about, like, science and physics than it is about aliens or anything like that, so okay. it's kind of awesome. But that anyway. fun. Yeah. Um, neither here nor there. Dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. Uh, that was a... A review we've been talking about since before the show came out. I'm glad we finally got to do it. Yeah. Follow through. Yeah, Not right. what we're known yeah. for. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, guys, will we be back uh, next week? Will you guys be on holiday or you be around? Uh, I should be around. I should be as well, Ruli. I'll be around. All right. Well, dear listener, I think we'll be back next week. I think it's time to start doing some lists of uh, 2021. This year oh, blew by unreasonably are we, fast. Are we going to talk about The Matrix? Oh, man, we need to talk we about We could the talk about The Matrix. When does it come out? The 22nd, I think. Okay. And Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man's we'll out. That, uh, we'll I hear it's great. Tomorrow. So, yeah, maybe we'll do a review. Maybe we'll do lists. Uh, there's there's a, bunch of, a bunch of content coming, so it should be fun. It should be fun. Content, content season. Go. All right. Well, uh, gentlemen, thanks again. It was a blast. Thank you for uh, debating debating the Bebops. Bebop and okay, okay. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet, but um, what, what, what was the last little sign off? I'm guessing it wasn't you're going to carry that weight. Did they even have a last little sign off? Uh, uh, I think it was you're going to carry that weight, which is what I was going to use now. But way to spoil it, Ruli. <sighs> Reverse spoiling because I didn't know what it was. Uh, <laughs> all right, dear which listener. I think, which I think is in, in, in the best Cowboy Bebop fashion to end on a low note. <laughs> fuck it, I'll just... Uh, you know what? No, I, I can't use. You're gonna carry that weight, which I was gonna do. Now I'm gonna use QQ space Calvin. You know what? Fuck, really? God fucking damn. <laughs>
Hey, dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. Please always remember that all views and opinions expressed on the podcast are representative solely of the person expressing them, not of their friends and family, not of their co-hosts or co-workers, and certainly not of their employers, past, present, or future. Again, thank you for joining us, and thank you for respecting our individuality. You played two hours to die like this?